Hey, Cinema Geekly listener, it's Anthony Lewis. Have you ever asked yourself, Self, I'd really like to support CinemaGeekly.com. I love the content. I love the podcasts. It's all great. I love it. I just don't want to use that donate button at the top of the page. Yes, there is one, but nobody uses that. Uh, maybe because you're afraid of, uh, of going through a, a company like PayPal. Maybe you don't trust PayPal. I think it's cool to trust PayPal. I use it all the time. But you know what? Some people might not trust PayPal, and that's fine. So now you're depressed. You'll want to help out CinemaGeekly.com. You want to help out the site you love so much. But you just can't. There isn't a way. Well, you know what? We've brought a way to you. If you shop on Amazon.com. And at this point, I'm not sure who doesn't. Amazon has a gajillion products available to people just like you and me. From movies, video games. You want to watch movies? Buy a TV, Blu-ray player. You can get any of that stuff from Amazon. You can buy like a kayak uh, from Amazon. There's literally something for everybody. If you're like me, you've got Amazon.com bookmarked. But you know what? I say to you, throw that bookmark away. Just go to cinemageekly.com. On the right-hand side of our page, there's a big button, the Amazon logo. You just click that. It takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. There's no extra cost to you whatsoever. But for every purchase you make through that link on the cinemageekly.com website, Amazon is going to shave off 8 to 10% of that purchase and give it right back to Cinema Geekly. So if you are looking for a way to uh, help out your favoritest website in the whole wide universe, or multiverse, or hooniverse, then look no further. Click that button on the right side of cinemageekly.com, buy yourself some cool shit from amazon.com, and help out Cinema Geekly all at the same time. Podcast episode 48. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Glenn Beauvais. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google, and Tumblr are all the uh, the social media hangouts. Those are all available at Cinema Geekly. Uh, not a real busy week uh, in, in movie, TV, and, uh, and video game stuff, but there, there are definitely some things to discuss. I'm not sure. Uh, what I want to bring up first, I, I'm I'm so wanted to talk about the Night of the Doctor, but uh, I will <laughs> I'll hold off for just a just a little bit until we get there. Uh, I uh, I saw you post about this, Aaron, with the uh, the the bat suit tease. Oh uh, yes, sir. I actually heard it on a uh, on a Hollywood Babylon Kevin Smith's movie podcast thing that he does with Ralph Garman, and uh, was telling the story about how he uh, did this uh, online Q and A for Man of Steel for the Blu-ray release. And uh, Kevin tells this story that uh, either, I don't remember if it was after or before, that Zack Snyder pulls him aside and uh, on his iPhone shows him a picture of the not just the bat suit that is going to be used for Superman vs. Batman, but I do believe he said it was Affleck in the suit. As far as I'm aware, that is correct. Um, and then you, uh, you further... Uh, you further elaborated on this because I listened to the podcast and uh, he's talking about kind of what it looks like a little bit and then he says it seemed very beep influenced and it was bleeped out and I'm guessing it was bleeped because um, it was he said something he went a sentence too far perhaps and said something that was too spoilery and uh, so uh, what was the uh, what was the story? What was the censoring that went on there? The, the censoring that went on there was that he said uh, very Jim Lee inspired. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's been paying attention to to Jim Lee's run, I mean, he's done some really amazing runs for Batman. But the suit, it's uh, it, it's very uh, it's very kind of Adam West in color scheme. Where as far as it's the it's a blue cape and cowl with just like the white 
uh, undertones. But I mean, anyone who wants to Google like Jim Lee Batman, I mean, you'll pull up some some really truly amazing stories from that guy that you should read uh, for yourself. But you get a really good look at the suit. I mean, Jim Lee's Batman suit uh, alone, I feel, uh, could be represented just so well uh, on screen that I'm really excited for it. I mean, it's going to have like you know the utility belt. Uh, like with like the very pronounced pockets. I mean, the cape, the 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 batters themselves aren't as long mm-hmm. uh, as what they were for Keaton or Clooney or Kilmer or anything like that. And uh, it's definitely uh, as it, to borrow from Kevin Smith, it's less Matrixy. So <laughs> it, it it'll feel more like you know, like a rich guy put this together through you know his own know how as you know instead of just you know borrowing from uh, like a black ops you know former army uh, right. unit or whatever the hell was going on there with that. Um, so we turn to uh, Cinema Geekly's senior Batman correspondent, Glenn Beauvais, to uh, get his thoughts on this. Glenn, uh, how are you? Uh, uh, I mean, just obviously you haven't seen anything, but knowing that he said that it was uh, Jim Lee inspired, uh, what, does that, what does that say to you? Does it raise your hopes at all, at least costume-wise? Is it going to look good? Yeah, I like the... Uh, I'm glad that... He's talking about with Jim Lee doing the throwback color scheme of the blue and the gray. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, I always like Jim Lee because he always did this. He uh, does the stunted ears for Batman. I hate it when they're super long. Like right. Frank Miller does that. Tim Sale does them way too long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he and can I'm, kill people with those ears. And I'm a little surprised that it, it would be Jim Lee and not Frank Miller just because of Zack Snyder's affiliation with Frank Miller and everyone kind of assuming it's going right. to be the Dark Knight returns. Uh, returns. So the fact that they're going to go that way is a little interesting. And hopefully they're trying to do a little bit of throwback, especially with the costume style. Cause uh, it does, it seems more combat. And like he said, or like Aaron said, it's really good about, uh, seem like a rich guy put it together. Cause even in his stories, like especially like in hush, it looks like, Oh, okay. These are things huh, that he yeah. definitely tinkered with. Uh, to make it his own, and he's really good about adding that dimension to him. Uh, in lieu of, uh, and, and by the way, we should mention that this in no way is going to speak in advance as to what the story might be or how good it's going to be. It's clearly a just a costuming note, but uh, clearly any, any Batman fan will tell you, fan of the comic books, fan of the movies, that uh, definitely a key part of the whole experience is that first look at whoever's playing Batman and what and what suit they, they decide to go with uh, kind of sets a tone, at least. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's independent of performance or story or anything like that. But uh, it's a good starting point, at the very least, I think, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know... I mean, how many movies have we seen where the costume kind of sucked and it seemingly set the tone uh, for the movie, like, you know, Green Lantern? Like, the first time we saw the shots... Of Ryan Reynolds in the in the skin tight kind of just sinewy Green Lantern costume, do we automatically start taking shits on it? And then coincidentally, the movie just turned out to suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the uh, and there's I mean, no. It, it, it's a good starting point. I mean, you know, Glenn can definitely speak volumes about this. You know, much more than I can. But just from you know the Batman Hush like itself, like you mentioned, just reading that book and seeing the costume, like automatically, like I have a tone in my mind of how Batman should be portrayed. So it's I don't know. I'm pretty excited. Uh, in lieu of Charmin reminding us that they've always been ass guardians. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I am. I am. I am so hoping that. I mean, because George Takei posted it, and he normally uh, has a habit of posting not only funny things, but usually, um, if he says something about an image he's posting, it's usually not bullshit. And according to him, this was something that Charmin had actually tweeted on their Twitter account and then deleted it. Um, I don't know, I think that they would get some flack for it or whatever, but it's essentially the Charmin bear uh, with Thor's gear on, with uh, with the hammer embedded firmly in the ground, and a roll of, a roll of toilet paper attached to the uh, the handle, and it just says we've always been Asgardians. Uh, tremendous ad. I mean, it should have been plastered on giant billboards, as far as I'm concerned. I switched to Charmin just based on that advert alone. <laughs> uh, but in lieu of that, Glenn also got to uh, to see Thor the Dark World and popped the second review up on the website. Aaron, you'll be happy to know he liked the film more than I did even. <laughs> I, I, liked I, it I read his review. <laughs> he, uh, he, gave, he gave Thor uh, four geeky glasses. Uh, any, uh, anything you'd like to add to the proceedings on Thor the Dark World, Glenn? 
Uh, I like how they did the fight scene. I generally don't like long fight scenes because then it kind of loses the emotion of the fight scene. But the way that they did it, just adding little elements to it so it didn't seem so long and drawn out. Um, And also, just in general, the movie was a lot of fun. Like It it didn't take itself too serious at times. It always kind of pulled back. Um, As moronic as the plot kind of was at times and has that awful person that Natalie Portman is for doing this and yeah in the review you you I, oh I yeah no, more in depth I, i'm willing i'm willing to quote glenn verbatim here because it was it was please do uh of natalie portman he writes natalie portman earned a special place in hell for her performance not because she was bad but because she was paid up front and didn't perform much like my date jesus woman you have an oscar act like it uh just put that on a shirt with Natalie Portman's face on it. I want to put that on a pillowcase just so I can sleep in it every night. <laughs> I like that you're you're upset because she was paid up front. Um, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't terrible. I mean, I, I think Aaron and I talked about it a while back that we were concerned that she might phone it in because uh, she seemed pretty. Uh, by the way, and now that everyone has seen the movie, and spoiler alert, she does not die. I thought for sure, knowing everything I knew about this going in, I thought for sure she was going to get killed off. Uh, but they didn't. No, only her spirit to deliver. That's yes, what got killed that's off. That's right. Like, there's a part in the movie where, I don't know, she says a bunch of science-y stuff. Mm-hmm. And as if there's a guy behind the camera with a cue card, and she just read it off. Like, there was no, like, oh, yeah, if you go here, do this, blah, 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 blah. It didn't even sound like she was making a list, like she was going to go shopping. It wasn't acting. Right. Uh, um, it was, that part just really irked me. And uh, and Glenn has also made it official Cinema Geekly canon that the actor who played Mr. Echo is now going to be referred to only as Mr. Echo, as his actual <laughs> name is too difficult to uh, to enunciate on a regular basis. Yep. So that's canon, everybody. You could just call him Adebisi. Could you? Yeah, because yeah, that, that, uh, I, I don't even want to wager a guess to pronounce the gentleman's name. Uh, but he was most famous for uh, Adewale... Uh, Agbaje, I want to say. Uh, he got really famous for Oz. He was uh, at a BC on Oz. There you go. For anyone curious. Triple A, you could call him Triple A, of course. That could be a... Uh... Oh, damn it. Oh, it. That would have been much better. <laughs> um, and honestly, everybody, we normally do a part where we're like new on the website. We're just going to skip that this week. Because <laughs> the only thing new on the website was Glenn's review that we've just discussed. So that's all that's new on the website. But there's uh, all sorts of other tidbits that uh, came out. Uh, the rap, including a bunch of other places, noted that Netflix and Disney's Daredevil series is looking like it's going to be written by Drew Goddard, and this is good. This is good news, right? Or is it? Or is it already been squashed? I'm going to let Glenn go on this first. <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I love Drew Goddard. <laughs> wrote, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. He writes interesting stuff. I wouldn't say all of it's good. I mean, right, right. People, I know there's a lot of people overfield. I didn't necessarily hate it. I thought it was interesting. It it wasn't that great of a movie, all in all. Right. Um, he did my favorite episode of Angel, which is the one where everybody's a puppet and they fight to the death. And whenever <laughs> they get cut and stuff, there's stuffing that goes out. So, and I love Cabin in the Woods. He writes fun stuff. I just don't know how well it works without a a supervisor over him being like, hey, hey, you may, you may want to tone this down. Right, right. He did he Lost. He, eccentric. Yeah, he did Lost, yeah, some lost. Alias, uh, stuff like that. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm a little more hopeful about him writing Daredevil than the proposed writer and producer that I just found out uh, would be doing the Jessica Jones TV show. I haven't heard this news. Break it. Uh, Melissa Rosenberg uh, was attached a few years ago when they were trying to do the TV show through ABC. Well, apparently she is now uh, reattached for the Netflix series to write and produce, she is most famous for being the screenwriter on Twilight. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, so, and I am seeing boom. this shit. I am seeing this shit right now um, from a various. Yeah, I, I didn't catch up on this. My guess is because the Jessica Jones is the uh, a little smaller down, a little further down on the list than say Daredevil. Any Daredevil news is going to get. A little more press, but yeah, I'm seeing it here from Deadline, from HuffPo, a few other places are reporting on it. 
Uh, yeah, you were correct. Uh, and, and if any of you out there listening are saying, come on, give her a chance. She also did Birds of Prey, if you guys remember that TV show, mm-hmm. when they were trying to, you know, when Smallville yeah. was at its peak, and it was it was just terrible. She did uh, eight episodes of Dexter, ranging from 2006 to 2009. Oh, boo. Oh, those are good years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Ally McBeal, uh, Boston Public. Producer uh, on the AOC. I mean, it, it's not... It's not inspiring a ton of confidence given her track record, but I mean, it, uh, maybe the, the team of writers she hires underneath her, you know, she'll find DC's version of Justin Thoreau and be able to put something together. She wrote uh, three episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, mm. of course. Uh, and uh, as far as writing films go, uh, it's the Twilight movies and, of course, Step Up. Who could forget Step Up with uh, Channing Tatum? And uh, Mrs. Channing Tatum. <laughs> nobody else of note. Right. Um, which, of course, uh, uh, spawned uh, essentially the Star Wars franchise of dance movies. Uh, step up to <laughs> the streets, step up 3D, and step up, step up revolution. Uh, I can't wait for the, the, the last one in the, in the series to step off a cliff. <laughs> just see all those people just go plummeting to their deaths. No, Hurrah. that's a sequel to Cliffhanger. Oh, of course. <laughs> when are they gonna get? When are they gonna get their asses on that cliffhanger sequel? Uh, That's a hell of a good question. I would love to see a cliffhanger sequel. Get Sly Stallone back in there again. That'd be excellent. Have you seen that guy lately? Sly? No. I, his I, his I, teeth have biceps. It's fu- the, the shape <laughs> this guy is in is ridiculous. Like I don't know what kind of supplements, quote unquote, you know that dude's on, but goddamn. Uh, Aaron, we didn't get your. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Drew Goddard news? Uh, it could definitely be a hell of a lot worse. Like, like I said, I'm definitely more excited for that than I am for the Jessica Jones series. Uh, like Glenn said, I mean, the guy's done a lot of stuff, uh, you know, great movie-wise, but how it transfers to a weekly TV show, it's, you know, remains to be seen. I right. mean, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. And, and of course, the writing phase is really only one part. A lot of this is going to be determined on who's going to be, uh, who's going to be starring in this, uh, the people, right. the other people involved in producing it. Uh, what it's going to look like, and uh, right, like that'll that. that'll be the make or break thing is who they who they pick to uh, to star in it. Right. Uh, let me see here. Oh, let's yeah, let's let's do some Doctor Who because uh, I am I am I'm beyond excited. I <laughs> I'm I, I was surprised not only once but twice because I, I guess there had been an announcement by BBC that they were going to be releasing this mini-sode, but I was not following BBC at the time closely enough to realize that they had announced that this was going to be airing, so I was completely caught off guard in, in both facets. Well, uh, it was... Uh, it initially was supposed to air during the their Red Button, which is like a, a UK-only thing. It's like an internet kind of online app mm-hmm. uh, thing that they released the clip on. So we here in the US were not uh, privy to it at the exact moment as they were in the UK. Uh, so let's, let's just, uh, let's just talk about this kind of, and Glenn, did you watch, uh, did you watch this at all? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Okay. So Glenn, Glenn is completely missing out. Although, uh, you, you'd have to be, uh, anybody who only started watching with Christopher Eccleston and didn't know anything at all about previous Doctor Who may have been a little also out of the loop, I would say on this, but uh, fortunately for, for people like Aaron and myself, we were able to pick up on, on quite a bit. Um, so what it is, it's about, I want to say, is it a little bit more than six minutes, like six and a half minutes, seven minutes? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it hit home just under eight if I remember correctly. It's a vi- yeah, it's a very short mini episode that they threw up and it's called the, the night of the doctor. And it is, uh, I guess a a prequel sort of to the day of the doctor in that uh, many of the events uh, basically they do like a mini explainer as to why the, uh, the John hurt doctor exists and how it became to be Uh, the, the, the last doctor before they rebooted the series was played by Paul McGann in the TV movie, which by the way, Aaron, I am proud to say as of last night, I have finally watched it was terrible, wasn't it? it was I can see why the show dis. I can see why Doctor Who completely died for almost a decade uh, well, it, after that. 
Yeah, it, and, what, and the problem with that is that you know they, they tried to extend its life by bringing it to Fox here in the U.S., but they let Fox get too involved, and mm-hmm. where they started cha- they started trying to change the canon of Doctor uh, of the Doctor, it, you know himself. Just yeah. it got too bad, and then Eric Roberts as the master. Yeah. I, like, I anyone anyone who hasn't good. seen this movie, do, do, go find it. I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. worth a watch. It's but like going like back and, and watching the Fantastic Four <laughs> they made in the '90s with like the big phone. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, the thing, you know, it, it, it it's good for. Just for value, but I mean, you know, Paul McGann also like it, 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 no fault of his own. Just like uh, Jason Momoa and Conan, mm-hmm. good Conan in a bad movie. Paul McGann was a great Doctor, just in a in a shit house of a film. Yeah, that they slapped together to keep it going. But I mean, to see him again back in the net, I mean, wow, holy shit. Yeah, I mean that was the that was the that was the big tease right at the beginning of the uh, of the episode. He was last physically seen. In that TV movie, where did he appear in yep. anything else uh, other than that? So yeah, he did, he did some of the. He's done a few audiobooks. Yes, he's done a lot of. Music, but the Doctor on you know on film, no, and just from seeing this little prequel, like Christ, do I wish they could just maybe go back and give this guy a whole season or five? Would've Holy done, shit, was he would have done something? Yeah, he. Uh, oh, he was good. He was good in the TV movie, and as you mentioned, uh, it was just a shit house of a movie, and there's <laughs> really nothing you could do. His performance was pretty good, but. Uh, outside of that, yeah, he's they've done this run because uh, I guess a lot of people thought he was not given enough uh, justice, and they did this run. They did this audio series where uh, they almost kind of like a radio play, and uh, they they did a bunch of that where his adventures kind of continued in that form. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how this mini episode starts with this uh, this girl in a ship crashing down into a planet and the doctor comes to her rescue, but it's, it's the Paul McGann doctor. Uh, so right there, uh, were you now, were you, cause apparently there were rumors that he might be involved. Were how, how surprised were you when they did that reveal? Cause I, I, I almost shit my pants cause I had no idea. I didn't even oh, realize yeah. there were rumors. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, it was, Complete shock. I mean, it's one of those moments where I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, you know, throughout the house, you just hear, holy shit, like, rattle the walls. <laughs> where the, the wife yeah. comes in and, like, are you okay? It's like, oh, my God, Paul again. And she just she – walks, she walks back, in, you know, out of the room rolling her eyes. But secretly, she's super excited for it because she wants to see it since I'm done freaking out about it and watching it myself. Uh, but, yeah, just completely surprised. I mean, I really thought they would have saved – any other doctor's appearance for, but I mean, that's a hell of a way to get the ball rolling and just to really kind of get the, the, the Gallifreyan juices flowing as it were. Right. And the, uh, the whole, the whole idea of this is that he's going to try to save her, uh, from this crashing ship. But as soon as she finds out he's a time Lord and he's got a TARDIS, she's like, get the fuck away from me. Uh, clearly they, they set the stage real quick that it's right in the middle of the, of the of the time war, it's near the Smack end of the time in the war. Middle of it, yeah. Right, right. Um, things are things are terrible. Uh, he's like, you know, it, it could be worse. I could be a Dalek, and she's like, you know, who can tell the difference anymore? Uh, she's like, go back to your battlefield. You haven't, you're not finished yet. There's still some of the universe that's left, and and shit like that. So clearly, time lords are not beloved at this point. He's trying very hard to like sell her that like, no, no, it's like I might be the only good guy left in the universe. Just you know, it's, it's okay. And she's like, nope, I'd rather die here. And uh, the ship crashes, explodes. And uh, then the uh, they now the, the planet they're on is Karn, which did they touch on that in the in the previous television series? I know they touch on yeah, it in the you, audio. You're series. gonna have to go. But you're gonna have to go way back uh, in the canon for that. Um, I'm going to say, you know, Doctor six, seven and eight might have been touching base on her. Um, and the, uh, and because of thick British accents, Jen was convinced that the planet was called Khan and uh, oh, I'm like, man. no, 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 it's not Khan. If only well, they named a planet cool. after Khan. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, essentially what happens is they dig the, they, they're like, uh, like they were expecting this, these, uh, the, the sisterhood or whatever. The uh, yeah, they're, uh. They're almost like the the kind of Shakespearean uh, siren witch sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they. Uh, yep. The, the 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 way their story kind of goes back is that uh, they essentially uh, they're the masters of this potion uh, that, that Gallifrey and Time Lords. Uh, you know they, they've come accustomed to. They can use uh, to take to kind of ease the transition when they're going into like a pretty difficult regeneration sort of deal. Or they can essentially almost, uh, if I remember correctly, stop a regeneration. It's, you know, this all giving uh, juice that comes from their home planet. Right. Um, Let me see here. What else do we got? Um, Okay. Yeah. So uh, they, 
essentially kind of revived because he is killed, killed, like killed dead in the crash. And they kind of temporarily uh, revive him because doctors don't die and then regenerate. They're on the verge of dying and then regenerate. So when you die, you're dead. Uh, to quote a, a song who, by a band I can't remember the name of at this moment. There's actually a band where that is a lyric. Um, skipping over it. <laughs> Back to the minisode. Uh, it was uh, Eve Six, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It was, uh, <laughs> oh, you know who it is? It was, Jimmy, mud. It was Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Oh, damn it. Anybody remember Jimmy's Chicken Shack from the 90s? <laughs> no. Any, anybody? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Dating myself pretty bad. No, and I mean, he, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on age. I just... I no, no, no. I, I know that. I'm just... <laughs> um, there's a bunch of other people out there right now that are like, shut up, old man. Right. Uh, their parents in the background like, oh my God, I love Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Go back to talking about Doctor Who and Justin. Check out my sweet Jimmy's you know, Chicken Shack tat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a bunch of people out there regretting them that they have just those. the worst calf tattoo ever. <laughs> uh, so they bring they they revive uh, they revive uh, Paul McGann, and um, they're basically they basically tell him, look, time we uh, this is temporary. You are going to regenerate, uh, but hey, on the plus side, Time Lord Science is elevated on this planet, and uh, you've got a choice. You can choose, but you must choose wisely. It's like the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. They've got a bunch of cups that he can drink from. Um, one will make him strong, one will make him fat, one will make him, you know, a woman, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Are there He's two the girls with one of these cups? Too. <laughs> there are two gir- There are more than two girls with these cups, Glenn. Oh, uh, okay. but, uh, yeah. Maybe that's why they all wear the red, the red like, hoods over their faces because they're so ashamed of, like, you know, <sighs> the, the octuple cup scenario. Yeah, they're like, never again will our faces be allowed to be shown. It's too many people have seen them via the interwebs. Right. Uh, but, no, the uh, basi- basically the doctor's like, look, I'm, I'm – trying to stay out of this thing and uh, what, what what it boils down to uh aaron if i'm not mistaken is that they're kind of just like you know look you you do you do have to do something they drag that girl he was trying to save she's completely dead and uh they drag her out there and throw her on a slab and basically they they do enough convincing telling him that he has to do something um you know what do you, and this is going to happen regeneration is going to happen one way or the other uh, but you have some control over it and he decides to become a warrior, and he's right. he guess there there isn't a need for a doctor anymore. And th- this is kind of how they're going to get around. I think not essentially the regeneration number, but just referring to you know ten as ten and uh, Smith's loving word. Uh, John Hurt's doctor is already called the War Doctor. Right. Uh, so he, re- which I think is the greatest goddamn nickname I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. So he uh, so he regenerates. And um, without actually putting John Hurt in this scene, they kind of do like a reflection of John Hurt in a mirror. With a, right. They de-aged his face a little bit, and he says, Doctor, no more, before they uh, they cut to credits or whatever. Yeah, and then introduce him as uh, uh, the War Doctor. So they show Paul McGann gets a regeneration scene. Uh, so now all we... Uh, which, by the way, this led a lot of people were like, well, now everyone can stop bitching about the Paul McGann regeneration scene, and they can now start bitching about the John Hurt regeneration and the Christopher Eccleston scene Yeah, right. Uh, that we're probably not going to be getting anytime soon. Um, I mean, that could be another surprise. You know, who knows? Uh, by the way, before uh, before Paul McGann took his drink, he listed off uh, uh, a crap ton of uh, of companions, and apparently... Uh, these are all from the audio stories, so people yeah. are like, oh my god, they made it all canon! It's like it all counts now! Uh, so, that was cool. A lot of people were... Uh, I know there's a lot of people who dislike the Stephen Moffat era, but uh, most of them jumped right on his dick as soon as he, <laughs> he made that canon, so... Uh, yeah. I, well, the, I uh, was great. Yeah, no, I, I completely blown away, too. And uh, uh, the rumor, uh, recent rumor has it is that uh, Peter Davison... Uh, you know, former doctor himself, uh, David Tennant's, you know, father-in-law. So they're two doctors, blah blah blah. Uh, he recently confirmed that uh, Moffat and his writers have got a way to get around the whole twelve regeneration times. Right. Uh, so I expect that to be revealed uh, during the fiftieth anniversary next week, also. Um, and then on top of that, didn't I read something somewhere about a a couple of the doctors recording some audio? Like they won't be appearing in it, but from what I heard, like all of the at least. At least all of their voices are going to be heard at some point. But I thought I had read something about like uh, w- one or two of them actually recorded lines for it. Yeah, uh, I've read the same rumors. I mean, we don't know in what capacity it's going to be, and maybe like they go through one grand. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't see 
the, the doctors they're talking about in particular, I mean, they still relatively look like you know, oh, they how did. they did back then. Just, you know, a little bit of touch-up makeup here or there. I mean, you know, I think they could do it. I mean, they they make Courtney Cox look like a woman every time she's on TV nowadays. Why couldn't they do the same <laughs> thing for uh, for Tom Baker? Oh, and they did put out a, a couple-minute clip, which looks like it's right after the the, cr- the opening credits, I think, um, of uh, from the episode with uh, uh, Matt Smith, Doctor, and uh, Clara going to investigate probably what the whatever it is the kickoff of the of the whole plot is going to be um so there's uh there's that little uh that little sneak peek that they've thrown in as well um all in all i don't know i'm i'm, I'm pretty excited this is actually going to be the first live watching of a doctor who thing for me because everything else was playing catch up to this point so i don't know we're, we're pretty excited it's uh 250 in the afternoon here in the united states on bbc america is when that's going to be airing. So middle of the uh, middle of the day on a Saturday. So if you've got the day off, um, that's actually wish more shows would be on at times like that. Uh, <laughs> right. As a as an old man, uh, I find it difficult to stay up uh, repeatedly to eleven o'clock and and whatnot watching shows. So uh, at least at this point, thank goodness the uh, the time difference works in our favor. Uh, and then watching it at uh, I believe something like eight o'clock over there. Uh, translates to middle of the afternoon here, so I, I don't know. I'm totally cool with that. And apparently, uh, if you have, uh, if you've caught most of the way up, I know on Netflix and uh, on Amazon Prime as well, they've got up to a certain point uh, of Doctor Who's run. And I think all day Saturday they're going to be showing season seven uh, Doctor Who episodes, literally from the morning all the way up until uh, um, the uh, the fiftieth anniversary. So. You can uh, you can binge watch on it. I know my kid is. Uh, my kid hasn't watched anything from season <laughs> seven, so she hasn't watched anything from season seven. So she's gonna get up early in the morning and watch Doctor Who all day. Apparently, I'm I'm gonna do the same thing, and I've seen them all. The uh, like I, I'm really I'm looking forward to the excitement again because, like you said, I mean it's it's pretty cool to watch them live now that you know we're all caught up and all that. But uh, when we were in London uh, this summer, we got to see the Nightmare in Silver. So we were in London, like watching the BBC as it aired, like at eight o'clock. I mean, it was just like. I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Why would you sit in your hotel room like on a Saturday night in London?" It's like because Doctor Who was on. Like that was like <laughs> kind of a, kind of a big deal to us, like nerd wise. Like, oh my god, we're watching it right now. The rest of the British people are like, this is fucking sweet. Like, right. you know, well, how like, often are you going to get to do that as a as right, a super yeah. fan? Yeah. How often you go to you know one of the richest and you know uh, cultural wise uh, cities in the world and sit in your hotel room and watch TV? <laughs> I would totally do that. That's a total me thing to do. But <laughs> I totally do it again too. Let's, uh, Aaron. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit a little bit about good old Danny Alter. Who took to his Twitter account? Man, uh, this guy was, is he trolling people here? What's going on with this uh, this Batman versus Superman tweeting? If he's trolling, then God bless him because he is already at, at like you know a wizard level troll master uh, for doing this. He's a producer he over Twitter, at Warner Brothers, right? He's a producer at Warner Brothers. Uh, he's also done some producing work for Relativity. Uh, he's not currently listed as a producer for for Batman versus Superman, nor was he uh, have any connection at all to the franchise, as far as I can tell. Uh, but he went to his Twitter and said that he can't wait for hashtag Batman versus Superman, hashtag Batfleck, uh, semi-retired, not retired, or semi-retired, not speaking to Robin anymore, controlling drones from the Batcave. Uh, and immediately it, it just conjures up just like the the grossest, most sour, like bile tasting, just back of your throat goober uh, that I've had in a long time. Just thinking about, I right. mean, how? Like how would it – I, I just don't understand how the direction. If this is true, if this guy's just strolling, then fuck it, he got me because the nerd rage is, you know, was building pretty good. Uh, you know, they were all pretty surprised about Superman being Superman, obviously because he's an alien. But you would have thought that they would have been as surprised as this guy trying to fly around and like, you know, protect everyone. Uh, if this sort of person was already established, like even in a different city, like so, you know, Batman's been around long enough to where. People, you know, know there's there's a giant bat just protecting them. But now he has a second little person dressed in black helping him fight the bad guys of Gotham, who are presumably like you know, they've seen the Penguin by now or the Joker or something like that. But there's no reference to anything out, any other weird shit at all going on in this version of the DC world. Right. Uh, and all they can talk about is like, oh, you know, this guy here in blue tights. Let alone the the six foot tall bat we have in Gotham City. 
Well, you know what? This uh, this makes sense, though. I think Glenn can finally awake from his coma as we are finished talking about Doctor Who. Um, Glenn, are you still with us? You survived that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, did about yeah. 20 straight minutes of Whovian talk. But um, as Glenn can attest, we've... Uh, there's been scenarios cre- uh, created by the mind of Glenn Bove in the past that have uh, produced various movie tie-ins, uh, obviously Hit Girl and Carrie, um, and, and things of uh, things of that ilk. Uh, let me let me just say, you you said that he's controlling drones from the Batcave, according to this tweet from Daniel Alter. Now, what is it that Superman knocked out of the sky at the end of Man of Steel? Hmm? That could have been a Wayne Enterprises drone, and that's what brings Batman. To uh, to fucking confront Superman in the next movie. See, it's all come together. It's a, definitely a true story now, Aaron. It well, I, I will say this: it was a military drone. I mean, it could have been Wayne Tech, but it was owned by the military. So as far as he's concerned, he sold it. So he's already got his nut. What what does he care? Well, maybe he's just old and crazy now. He's an old grizzled Batman. He has a gross depression beard, like <laughs> in right. the Dark Knight I mean, Rises. No, I have no problem with old grizzled Batman. He could still been fighting crime for like a, you know a while and just beating the shit everybody. To, to where his presence wouldn't have been known, you know, maybe he didn't start dishing out bat signals or all that. Uh, that I don't have a problem with, but them having, you know, just no mention of it at all. It's like there, there's something. I, I don't know. They they they, they got to tie up some loose ends, in my opinion. That seems but, like I mean, some, that, that just, just might be me, just you know, clinging to my my fanboy rage. That that just seems like some uber trolling on that guy's part. So it seems so. I mean, have you seen the guy's picture? He looks like an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> he seems like an asshole. Sorry, Dan, if you're a fan, but you kind of look like a dick. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to just name off a few movies that, that sound good, you guys. And you uh, you can agree or disagree with me, but I, I think these are all pretty <laughs> pretty solid movies. We've got such Don't a wide... dare say grown-ups. We got, no, no, we've got such a wide range, too, that uh, we can we can mention, like Clerks. Obviously, a, a great movie from Kevin Smith, uh, a mm-hmm. cult film, uh, a favorite. Uh, how about the, the recent Carl Urban uh, portrayal of Judge Dredd? Uh, Perfect that was, movie. That was fucking excellent. Um, we were just talking about Cabin in the Woods and how great that is from Drew Goddard. Uh, let's 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 pick another one. Uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, Thor. <laughs> Some random movies, yes, but they do have one thing in common, and uh, that's they're all available on Amazon Prime. Use guys, every the single one of say. them for free. Well, not not entirely for free. It's it's free for uh, a month if you go through cinemageekly.com. We've got a banner at the top of the page. One month free trial. If you like it, it's $79 for an entire year. And you don't just get the movies and the TV shows. You what get else do they get, Tony? Free two-day shipping, sir. On, I believe, a quarter of a gajillion items. I'm not sure. Overstating, perhaps. Uh, but free, according to them, free two-day shipping on millions of items. Uh, and that's a lot of items. I don't think anyone's going to be buying a million items anytime soon, but they are it, there. It's free shipping based on weight. Like even if you buy something like ridiculously <laughs> huge, they're still like, sure, we'll ship it for free. Um, it, no, it's it's a totally it's a totally awesome service uh, for seventy nine dollars. It's actually cheaper than Netflix is if you price out Netflix month month by month for the entire year. Amazon Prime is actually a cheaper deal than Netflix. Uh, you get a ton of those movies. Uh, my kid just watched Hunger Games the other day. On Amazon Prime because she wants to go see the uh, the Catching Fire movie that's coming out uh, next week. So oh, yes. uh, she watched the uh, the Hunger Games movie the first time. That's all available on Amazon Prime, and you can get a one month free trial by going to cinemageekly.com and clicking the banner at the top of the page. And by the way, all of that uh, all of that streaming goodness is available on virtually any device you can think of, uh, from PS3 to Xbox 360, Wii, Wii U, Roku. Uh, there's a a variety of Blu-ray players and televisions that also come with Amazon Prime available. Uh, so go check it out for uh, for a free month on Cinema Geekly. Let's. Oh, you know what? We we talked about. Uh, I, I mentioned very briefly the the video game thing. PlayStation Four came out. You guys, Xbox One is on uh, on its on its tail. Uh, I don't, I don't want to dip into the mailbag uh, today because <laughs> there's not a lot of great questioning going on in there, but. One thing that I one thing that I did see more than once was uh, kind of a complaint, and I'm guessing from Microsoft fans because everything. <laughs> well, I mean, and they do make I, I guess a valid point. The video game section is kind of slim, though, so I, I will say that. But every review they've pointed out is is for a PS3. 
Um, and they want to know uh, from more than one person if if we're just PS3 fanboys or what's the deal. Glenn, do you own anything other than PS3? Well, yeah, I, I have a PS3, I have an Xbox 360, I have a GameCube, I have a Super Nintendo, I have a regular Nintendo. I mean, I could do other reviews if they want me to. I've well, sent I'm, you a flicky one. This has got to oh, be... <laughs> could, could you please review the first Nintendo? This and uh, I just, I haven't bought a game on 360 in years just because I don't want to pay for Xbox Live. There you go. That's that's why I, that's why I buy everything PlayStation. And it just, for me, it just runs better. Uh, and that's the, I, I guess that's the key. I know a lot of people that don't play Xbox because they just don't want to have to pay for the online. Are you going to, now are you going to, are either of you guys going to upgrade to uh, to PS4 now that it's out? Uh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm actually, uh. I have a cousin who is rather a, a large and angry young man. So essentially, uh, Thanksgiving night, we're just gonna each we're gonna start, you know, Walmart and keep going down the list. Uh, I'm just gonna get him all hopped up on whiskey and walk behind him as he just bowls people over. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna try to find the cheapest PS4 I can. Um, yeah, I mean, there, uh, Glenn. Do you uh, do you foresee yourself switching over pretty soon, or? Yeah, well, uh, my friend brought his over the other day when he when it first came in mm-hmm. through Amazon. Of course, <laughs> which uh, the day it came if out. If your friend was a real friend, he would have done it through the Amazon link on our website. Then he would yeah, have got he, free two-day shipping. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's he has Prime. And also another thing that's cool about Prime is if you're a student, you also get a student discount, which I think is almost half off. Also true. That is correct. So. one of the many benefits. It's totally it's totally worth it. Uh, we're not just shilling. I mean, yes, we get some money out of it if you if you sign up. Won't lie about that. But no, it's totally totally worth it. Uh, the library is excellent. Moving, moving forward on that though. Um, <laughs> any any thoughts and feelings on having to pay for uh, uh, for uh, PlayStation Plus in order to play online? I know it doesn't pro- it doesn't prohibit online. Like you can get online and you can download things, but I do believe that online play requires a Plus membership. If I am not mistaken, does that sway any of you guys? Uh, no, only because I'm so in, you know, ingrained in the PlayStation. I mean, you know, everybody I play with on the PSN, I mean, these are guys I've played, you know, games with for, you know, a couple of years. I mean, you know, just to keep that going, like once you find a, a clique of other nerds who you get along with, you tend not to stray. Mm-hmm. So I, I think just for, uh, just for click purposes, <laughs> I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, going online. Oh, Glenn, what's the, oh, go ahead. And they always have like a lot of good free, like not some of free stuff, but discounts on PlayStation Network than when anything I ever experienced on Xbox. And every once online. in a while, they deliver some pretty good games, free mm-hmm. games as well, from time to time. And if they get hacked, they give you free stuff. So that is you know, totally you know, true. Yeah, that was actually, true. Very I wish true. I wish they'd get hacked more often. To be honest with you, um, that's no, I probably shouldn't say that, but. Um, what is the? Uh, I haven't used Xbox Live. My brother uses. My brother plays Xbox primarily. But um, what's the what's the cost on on Xbox Live per month? Is, is it a monthly deal or how does that work? It's like sixty a year, I think, is what it was. And I only used it for Netflix because I just didn't feel like playing Halo or Gears of War anymore. So I was I paid sixty bucks a month just to watch Netflix on it. Yeah the uh, the the PlayStation <laughs> I, year. Yeah the PlayStation thing I think is fifty a year. For the whole year, but you can actually do it on a on a month by month basis or a or a three month basis as well. So you don't have to do it just for the year. But I think it's fifty dollars for the year, uh, and they give you all sorts of shit. Um, I am I am eventually going to switch over. It looks it looks great. Uh, Xbox One looks like a lot of fun to to navigate as well. But since I can only uh, afford one four hundred dollar piece of equipment <laughs> on a fairly regular basis, uh, I shouldn't even say fairly semi regular basis. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably going to end up being uh, PlayStation as well, but uh, I, I've got the luxury of, of getting to wait uh, at least until March uh, when the new baseball game comes out. Uh, until then, I can. <laughs> until then, I can. Until then, I can totally wait. Uh, there's like, there's nothing that's going to come out anytime between now and then that is going to drive me to want to get it any any more than that. So, I mean that the that exclusive game is like the only reason I ended up buying a a PlayStation 3 in the first place, and any games I bought subsequent to that were all the result of uh, of, of playing the baseball game. So uh, I, I can totally wait until that comes out. That's not going to be hitting the shelves until uh, February or March or something like that. 
Um, so I, I can totally wait until then. And uh, and in the meantime, everyone can beta test the PlayStation 4 for me. So uh, they can fix all of the shit that I won't have to deal with. <laughs> I can I, I don't I don't handle that well. I don't like spending a lot of money and then having bugs and shit and glitches crop up on me all the time. And uh, so, yeah, yep. video game. Apparently, I'm not cut out for video games because uh, a lot of people played uh, gaming uh, consoles, uh, at least in the next gen for a while, have told me, like, well, you should probably get used to it by now because that's how it, that's how that shit works. You spend sixty dollars and then they give you a game that has a lot of stuff wrong with it, and then they eventually fix it over time. And you just have to have patience, um, and that's not how uh, I, I can't operate in that fashion. So I can to- I can totally wait. I'm going to eventually uh, pick it up, but it's one of those things that I can I can totally wait for. So no interest, uh, Glenn. Do you have any interest in uh, the Xbox system at all, or are you uh, one of the many people turned off by the whole? Uh, uh, connect thing where you have it has that has to be on all the time and shit. No, I just I just don't care for it. No, not just. And I know Aaron. It sounds Aaron, you are fervently in in Sony's corner on this, and you're not <laughs> you're not giving Bill Gates any more cash. No, he had enough. Uh, the, the connecting does weird me out. I mean, there's a lot of really smart people out there who could just hack your camera, and you know. What, what if you're just sitting there, like, in your shorts, like, eating Fruit Loops, watching some TV or something? All of a sudden, you're going to be broadcast for, you know, something. Some sort of weird purpose. I don't – I'm not comfortable with that at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am nude way too much in my living room to have anyone have access that I'm not aware of. And uh, and now for the part of the show where I realize that we're getting close to going over, and I zoom through the last two segments of the program. <laughs> Very quickly. Blu-ray releases for November 19th, Assault on Precinct 13, the 1976 edition. Yeah. Uh, so that is, yeah, not the remake. I don't know if anybody ever watched that, but not the remake. Um, the uh, Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus is hitting Blu-ray. Anybody hear this? It's a Michael Sarah flick. Oh, God. I'm already convinced i really don't want to see that throbbing <laughs> piece of shit anyone even heard of, i've never even heard of this. this is the first time i've been notified of this uh paranoia is hitting blu-ray from fox planes from disney is coming out on blu-ray and blu-ray 3d tank girl is coming out on the blu-ray uh the to-do list we're the millers and uh for me this is the must buy this week the world's end the uh, the conclusion of the Cornetto trilogy. Love that movie. Is uh, hitting the Blu-ray disc that you should uh, totally go out and uh, pick yourselves up a copy of that. Uh, top five at the box office. Uh, more than one person pointed out we don't need the top ten. You can just do the top five, and I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Ender's Game was uh, number five. Last Vegas was number four. Free Birds, which by the way uh, did an okay haul, but man, is that tanking critically. Uh, critics just shitting all over that movie. Um, Jackass <laughs> Presents Bad Grandpa was number two, and Thor The Dark World took home $85.7 million in its uh, opening weekend. Uh, yeah, which they, is, they got a lot of my money that weekend. Which is, uh, which is not too bad. <clears throat> um, there, oh. were, there were really no big movies opening this weekend, uh, but here's, here's what's listed. The Best Man Holiday with uh, hmm. Morris Chestnut and Tay Diggs. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nebraska, starring Bruce Dern and Will Forte, and uh, good old Chucky Countryman with Shia LaBeouf and Evan Rachel Wood. Which, by the way, not getting, uh, not being met with a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, what oh was my the... god, that last movie just sounds like hell. Holy Christ. Charlie Countryman? Oh, wow. That... Woof. <laughs> uh, what, what was the giggle fest, Glenn, with uh, The Best Man Holiday? With Tay Diggs and Morris Chestnut. Um, I, I'd rather not say it on the air. Okay. <laughs> we, we can talk about it later. Bad, bad. Okay. Um, hey, uh, we've got Walking Dead to watch tonight. Uh, as soon as I wrap this up, I'm going to run downstairs. And I, I forgot the, uh, uh, the two-night special they're doing with uh, Almost Human starts tonight. Oh, God, I know. Yeah, that's, so that's DVRing right now. I can't wait. I'm going to go run down and, uh, and check that out. That's the Carl Urban robot cop show from J.H. Uh, Wyman and J.J. Uh, Abrams, I believe. Was Dread it... without, the, without the judge cycle, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. It has potential. Oh, God, I am sure. too. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, one quick thing. Uh, on the Daily Doctor clip, uh, something was just kind of pointed out. Uh, 
<clears throat> if you guys watch the first part of the clip, like 26, sec 26 seconds in, you, you see someone's feet uh, and torso talking to the blonde woman, and they say something about, like, you know, they've all been found and they walk away. Pay attention to the pants. They are brown with pinstripes on them, and he is wearing chucks. Uh, you know, the, the shot is David being Tennant. called uh, yeah, by Cinema Geekly. That is David Tennant. So expect number 10 to be up to some tricks. Some shenanigans, uh, hijinks, a couple of days. tomfoolery, if you will. Ballyhoo. Ballyhoo and hoopla, We need like an official like, like website slogan. There we go. Uh, we I don't, need a lot I don't of stuff. We, I don't know what we've got, yeah. Slogan would be good, but like like you were talking about earlier, like we need merch. Yes, T-shirts and stuff. By the way, uh, if people would be interested, I guess we can mention it here. If people are interested, uh, if that's something you would like, uh, let me know. Hit us up. We've got a, a bunch of social media outlets that you can reach us at. But, of course, uh, info at cinemageekly.com is the email address. If you're interested in something like that, uh, probably shirts to start off with. But we could expand out uh, further if people are actually really interested. But if there is some interest, let coffee us know. Cause, yeah. I think a coffee mug with like our faces on it. iPhone case. Yeah. Oh, could we be an iPhone case? Yeah, it could totally be an iPhone case. Um, so <laughs> and, uh, it'd have to be like one of those really shitty, almost like uh, you know, new hit comedy promo shots where we're all doing something wacky to each other, and like absolutely. one of us stand in the corner, like wagging their finger, like "Oh, you guys," and <laughs> and I are like choking each other. <laughs> uh, I think you lost Aaron. Oh, we did lose Aaron. All right, I'm gonna close the. We did lose Aaron. I'm gonna close the show up without Aaron, unless Aaron's back. Aaron, are you back? No, he's not back. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess, yeah, we're going to, the dead air podcast continues here at cinemageekly.com. That's the website address, uh, to check out, uh, all the shenanigans we were discussing on today's podcast and more, uh, of course, all the social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Google plus Tumblr, all at cinema geekly. We've also got the link up to the YouTube channel, which, uh, eventually is going to start putting out some content uh that's a cinema geekly as well if you want to find the podcast itunes is a great place to start uh on your on your ipod or your iphone or your ipad or any of those things uh just search for cinema geekly and you can subscribe to the podcast of course rate and review it as well uh helps us out uh when looking for cinema geekly uh, on itunes and uh your prayers have been answered everybody for those uh, that have asked that don't use itunes or apple devices if you're on an android phone or tablet or something like that. We can now be found on the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, just go and grab that uh, from the Google Play Store, or whatever it is, uh, whatever device you're using, and uh, search for Cinema Geekly. You can also actually find us on the web. We'll provide a link to that as well uh, directly from their, their website, and you can get all of the uh, information on how to find their app as well. But, yeah, cross-platform now, Glenn, uh, available uh, in more than just one place uh, outside of the website. So that's, uh, that's good news. The people at TuneIn Radio were... We're more than helpful in uh, getting our podcast up there. Uh, so go ahead and check us out there as well. Uh, we, yeah, we've totally lost Aaron. He's completely disappeared. Uh, so we're going to sign off for him, <laughs> for Aaron De La Osa <laughs> and Glenn Bove. I'm Anthony Lewis, and we'll see you next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. This episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. If you're interested in looking for your own personal website, business website, starting your own blog, HostGator is the place to go with web hosting plans starting as low as $7.16 a month. HostGator offers tons of disk space and bandwidth, 24-7 support, all based in the United States, instant backups of your website, 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, easy to use. Easy to set up. Get a domain name with HostGator.com and start your website today. And use the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY for 25% off of your first order.